0: This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Beaker.
1: And it's Ghosty over here.
0: All oh, right. DVO's still dead. Still dead. We're going to resurrect him in a couple weeks here. For n- numero... 100. 100. We're, what are we on right now? We're like at 95. 96. 96. 96. Yeah, we're getting there. How this episode? We have something special planned, I think. Hope so. We're working on it.
1: Working on something special.
0: Yeah, we're working on something special. There will be something special. Maybe not what we originally planned, but we'll do something special.
1: Something special is going to happen.
0: Yeah, hopefully, something special. I just want to say something special.
1: That's yeah. Say one more time. One more time.
0: Oh, we want to thank Felipe for joining us last week. Yeah, thanks, bud. Being a guest on the show—that probably sounds better.
1: Yeah.
0: Now that I'm actually talking in the microphone. Um. Yeah, we actually had our friend Nicole, longtime listener and friend of the podcast, uh, said it was one of her favorite episodes ever.
1: Nice, that's so, good to hear.
0: And I know our our buddy Lurch that was on a couple of weeks ago was excited to listen to it while he was at work. Nice. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, and sharing your story, buddy. He probably will have more guests come on
1: too because that's been fun.
0: Yes, it has been fun. Um, I think we should have Madam Hicks back on because I know she has a lot more stories she wants to share. Yeah, for sure. So that might be coming up soon. Definitely. Um, but this week we're we're going to Pennsylvania, Philly, Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Right. We're going to be talking about the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is
1: shit's like two hundred years old now.
0: 1829 is when this place opened. I think they started building it in like 1823, 22, 22. So it took a while to build. So two hundred years ago is when they started. Yeah, it's Pretty a long wild. time for us. For the, yeah, for the U S. <laughs> so, I mean, we know it's almost 200 years old, definitely haunted. That's the rule. If it's over hundred years old in the U S it's haunted. Definitely. It has to be over 500 years old in other parts of the world. <laughs> um, so this was actually considered to be the world's first true penitentiary. And the reason for that is, um, when they designed this, they kind of designed it to make it look like a church on the inside, basically. Um, it, it was originally designed to hold about 253 prisoners, and the whole prison, every cell, solitary confinement. Right, yeah. There, there every... wasn't just, like, one hall or something, a couple of cells. It was the entire damn prison with solitary confinement.
1: Yeah, and that was, like, the first of its kind, and it was built like a wheel. Like, where yeah, there's a, like one a... central hub and then just...
0: And this this uh, span over like what ten acres, eleven acres, something like that.
1: It's huge. It was supposed to. It was meant to be like the biggest, like a marvel.
0: Yeah, they actually there was probably like I think I think I read there was like five hundred other prisons that were modeled after this one. Oh really? Around the world, yeah. This was like the first of its kind. Um, The reason why the word penitentiary actually came about because of this prison. The whole point was with the solitary confinement, it was said to help. Um, they they think criminals were a product of their environment, right? Mm-hmm. So they did the solitary confinement. It's it was said that this solitary was to help the criminal find uh, penance and remorse and salvation. And so, because they were in this building to find penance, it became a penitentiary.
1: Right. So, and,
0: and this was like we said, this was the first one ever.
1: Yeah, and I was uh, I heard that they also didn't want any interaction between any of the cellmates. So. No. Or not cellmates, but prisoners. So, even transporting prisoners from one place to another, they put sacks over their heads.
0: Yeah, they put these black sacks over their heads so they couldn't see or hear anybody else as they were being transported to and from like uh, different, like their um, exercise yards and stuff like that. Because they ate in their cells. They didn't have like a cafeteria. They they lived in their cells. They lived in their cells. Some of the cells had a door in the back of it actually that came out into their own personal like exercise yard. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of this, they, they actually called it the Pennsylvania system. Uh, it was because it was the first of its kind. Uh, they wanted everyone just be by yourself. Uh, yeah. They actually built these cells that were actually they were actually really small cells. The doorways to get into were really small. Uh, one of the rumors is the reason why they did this is because the cell the inmates had to bow to get in and out, uh. showing a sign of penance. Okay. As they were, they were in there. Um, the, the The cells were made of very thick, solid concrete, mm-hmm. and they had these skylights, like these glass skylights that they called the Eye of God. They they were supposed to represent the Eye of God, so God was looking down on them.
1: Okay, and that's a lot of things were modeled after that later too. Yeah, yeah.
0: So in eighteen thirties. There was a guard that was beaten to death. Did you hear about this?
1: Yeah, where the guy had a uh, like a wooden club or something. Yeah, he like
0: took apart he, I guess he worked in the sewing room or the the loom room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so just being we've talked about it on other episodes where you're in solitary confinement. Um, it was at the prison in in St. Augustine uh-huh. um, where they they put him down in solitary confinement. It was like black and they yeah. would go they would go crazy because they're by themselves one they're in the dark but um, but with at eastern state everyone being in solitary people started going crazy Yeah. so this dude Joseph Taylor was convinced that the guards were trying to poison him (laughs) so one day he he took apart the sewing machine and as one of the guards was opening up the door to his exercise yard Mm -hmm. he rushed the guard and beat him to death with this, this part of the the machine and then when he was done he just went back into a cell and went to bed like nothing happened crazy and when they when they went to court and he was being interviewed about it he said after he hit him the first time he blacked out and didn't remember anything else
1: wow some sociopath stuff right there
0: so um uh, there was a several people like from all over the world would come and visit well, did you see? I, tours. I
1: saw something that said that a lot of guards were getting killed there, and so oh yeah, on the upper levels, um, because the little walkways were so close to the prisoner cell doors, it was very narrow. Yeah, that they would try to push them over the rails.
0: Well, yeah, they, the doors they you know they could reach through the cell doors, right? so and they so would try was, to
1: push these guards over the. rails yeah, they would all push the, time. the guards
0: over, so they actually went through and had to put like these metal uh, like, like a mesh. nets.
1: Yeah, net. Yeah,
0: basically, like these metal nets on the the inside uh, the railing. So when the guards did get pushed over, there was something there to catch them because there were too many that were getting pushed by the inmates to their death.
1: Right. Yes, yeah, a lot of guards were getting killed. It's crazy.
0: So, like, uh, there this this because it was one of kind, and the way they did things, there, they got a lot of visitors from all over the world. One of those visitors in eighteen forty two was Charles Dickens.
1: Okay, I heard about that, yeah.
0: So he actually, when after he visited, he ended up writing uh, a couple things about it. One was he said, The system is rigid, strict, and hopeless, solitary confinement. And I believe it, in it its effects, to be cruel and wrong. Okay. He also wrote, uh, I am persuaded that those who design the system do not know what it is that they are doing. I hold the slow and daily tampering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body.
1: See, that's crazy. Did you hear about some of the torture they were doing there?
0: So this was this is all during the solitary confinement. Some of the torture that you, I think you're gonna talk about actually came a little bit later in 1913 after the end of the solitary confinement. Okay, so after the solitary confinement. It was after the solitary confinement. So so during the solitary confinement, like we said, they lived alone. When did they Charles Dickens alone, go there? 1842. Okay. So the solitary confinement ended in 1913. Okay. Um, So we've talked about that. Okay. So 1913, they got rid of the solitary confinement. This is when they decided. So each, like we said, was solitary. Everyone had their own cell in 1913. um, The Pennsylvania system was already starting to fail. It wasn't really working. Mm -hmm. Um, They declared it a failure. So they decided to revamp the prison. They started doing some construction. I think they added some new cell blocks. They revamped a lot of the cells. They made it to where it was two people were in a cell. Instead of just one person. And they ended up getting the population up to like 1,700 inmates. Now, over the course of the, you know, 1829, it closed in 1971, mm-hmm. you know, this 150 years that it was open. Yeah. Uh, they said they saw roughly about 75,000 inmates. 75,000?
1: 75,
0: 75,000 over the course of, you know, 150 years.
1: And how many deaths?
0: Uh, hundreds. That's.
1: Or... Was it thousands?
0: It might have been thousands. Because
1: there was. There were, ended up having a TB outbreak in there, too. Oh, this is true. Yes. And so, like, 600 people died just of the TB.
0: Yeah. there was a lot of, like, suicides. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... the um, in Ghost Adventures, they actually went through the death log. Oh, one yeah. One of the death logs. <laughs> um, there was a lot of suicides. One dude <laughs> actually kind of slid his own throat. Uh, most of the suicides were hanging. And apparently, I don't know how this happened but one of the one of the deaths
1: was death by masturbation death by masturbation yeah how i don't know how, who logged that and I, what did they was, find
0: <laughs> well you got to think this is probably back in the time where you know i mean they it's a holy prison right they're supposed to be serving penance so he's probably caught doing it and i bet you he was beaten to death and then just put masturbation i don't know
1: maybe that knowing that that's going to go get logged forever right?
0: Oh, that's crazy. So, because they were no longer doing solitary confinement, right, mm-hmm. the new warden, his name was Herbert Hardboiled Smith, and he decided he was going to use other form of punishments to keep his inmates and prisoners in line. One of them is so called... So, he's the one that came up with these ones? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. So, one of these punishments is called the water bath. Uh-huh, you know what this one is?
1: Yeah, that's where they. Soak them so they're soaking wet and leave them outside in the winter.
0: Yeah, and like they, they chain them up to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So as as it's cold during the night, this thin layer of ice starts forming on their skin.
1: Yeah. How that's so that's messed up. Really, so people would well, like lose their sense of touch and they'd get yeah. fro- like minor frostbite.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's imagine just like here in Utah, for example, it's snowing right now. So imagine being chained to a wall, sprayed with water, and then just left, left overnight. Okay, that's you think that one's bad. This next one uh, is just as bad, I think. It's called the Mad Chair.
1: Okay, what was that one?
0: The Mad Chair is uh, kind of like a solitary confinement thing, oh, but okay. they would they would strap them into a chair. And they would be strapped in so tight they couldn't even move. Right. Sometimes it would cut off the circulation. They were they would sit in these chairs for days With without no being able to move, either. without food or water. Yeah, like, that's messed up. Just left there, basically. Um, I think the worst form of punishments... Did you read about this one? It's called oh, the yeah. Iron Gag.
1: i heard about this one. That one's definitely the worst.
0: And I think the little reenactment they did in Augusta Richards was silly with Aaron with the little plastic thing in his tongue. Going, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but so basically what they did is the inmates' hand were tied behind their back and it was strapped to an iron collar in their mouth so that anytime time they moved... It would it cut would, into them. Yeah, yeah, it would rip their tongue open and they would just start bleeding like crazy. Yeah,
1: like, so these guards would beat them after they would put this on them so they were like forcing their arms to, to move and forcing them to cut themselves it was messed up so I guess there were several deaths just from that alone
0: oh yeah I'm sure because so I mean you're up. gonna you're, you're ripping your tongue out basically yeah and you're gonna and like you bleed, bleed and, to death yeah Ugh. and that was I mean that was the punishment they gave to inmates that were not keeping, like, silence. Like, they were supposed to be just quiet. Yeah, everybody supposed to be just like, silent. Like, they weren't allowed to no talk. talking. Nothing. Like, this is how crazy this place was. Um, so, I don't know how long all of this went on, but I know the prison, like I said, closed in 1970. Yeah. 1971, I think it actually was. Um, during the t- course of this prison's lifespan, there was a couple famous... Inmates.
1: One was Al Capone. One was
0: Al Capone. The other one was Willie Sutton.
1: Willie
0: Sutton. So Willie Sutton was a bank robber in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And he did a couple years there. I think it was in like 1947. Uh, he actually escaped. They didn't get too far. It was him and like five other prisoners. They're not exactly sure who came up with the idea. But if you have seen uh, Shawshank Redemption? Uh-huh. This might be where they got the idea how Andy Dufresne escaped from Shawshank. They actually dug like 15 feet down. Oh, damn. About 90 feet, eight out, and then about 15 feet back up to get on to the other side of the wall, and they made it to about the sidewalk before they were captured.
1: Oh, my God. So,
0: yeah, there was about five of them, and I guess um, as they were doing like some reconstruction in the building, they found something like 30 other like unfinished tunnels coming <laughs> there out there of the people prison. People yeah.
1: died in the process, or I don't know if killed? they died
0: or if they just never were able to finish their tunnels, but... <laughs> That's messed. Up. That's crazy. I think there was one guy I read on the easternstate.org uh, website. Mm-hmm. There's one dude that escaped like three times by. I guess he was the warden's waiter. Oh shit! And he would like he would just like climb down the window down to the ground. But he was really he good at escaping, but he kept getting caught and getting thrown right back in. Um. So, but Al Capone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows Al Capone, right? The guy that said Ogden was too crazy for him. Right. I mean, this big badass mob dude. He was incarcerated for about 18 months. I think it was in the 20s. Uh, He was arrested for having a concealed firearm. Yeah. You're not supposed to. Um, So while he was there, they let Al Capone pretty much do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah, he
1: was running the place.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And like his his cell was like the largest cell in the place. Um,
1: Like a nice sofa, or not a sofa, but like a nice chair and bed and everything they let him
0: they let him decorate the room how he wanted like they they kind of recreated the room how they thought like al had it there was like paintings on the I'm wall i'm pretty sure the bed. guys
1: were getting their pockets padded oh for i'm sure. sure they were they weren't gonna just let anybody do that
0: no uh, as far as i know it was just al capone that was able to do that mm-hmm. but yeah he had like a couch on their desk a telephone like he had all sorts of shit in there but he
1: was getting visited
0: he was so uh, apparently there was this big massacre that he did on Valentine's Day one year. Right. They call it the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. One of the guys that was killed, dude named Jimmy Clark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Al Capone was convinced that Jimmy was haunting him in his cell there at Eastern State. It was reported that the guards had actually heard him like yelling in his cell saying, Go away, leave me alone.
1: Yeah, saying Jimmy by name, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like he was absolutely convinced this dude. Uh, what I thought was interesting is while watching Ghost Adventures, when they were talking about this particular uh, thing, the instance saying that Jimmy was haunting Al Capone, there was actually uh, a tapping on the wall. And it wasn't, like, you know, behind the camera. It was the tapping that sounded like it came from, you know, somewhere in view of the camera. And keep in mind, these are thick, solid concrete cells. Like Right. You can't tap on another cell in another room and, and hear it. Like, this place was designed to be, like, soundproof. hmm Because of the whole solitary, solace, penance thing. Like, it was designed to be quiet. Right. And so hearing this tapping from inside the room was actually kind of cool. But as far as, like, the rest of the episode goes... Oh, um, yeah, they had some
1: good stuff, but it was an older episode. Was, yeah, sure. so,
0: like, their EVPs they had. We were going to try to play some, but... Uh, not very good. They weren't that good. You couldn't really make out what they were saying the stuff that they had on the screen didn't sound anything like what you know, they, they were all. Yeah. They were. I would put them all as maybe yeah, might have been class C. some Yeah, very breathy. They, they were very were,
1: breathy.
0: They were. They weren't that great, so we're not sharing them with you. But um, so, as far as like hauntings go, and we're just kind of blowing right through all this, aren't we?
1: Oh, it's okay. As, as far <laughs> as haunting
0: goes, uh, reports of the place being haunted, other than Al Capone in the twenties, kind of started in the nineteen forties, and it really picked up when it was abandoned in nineteen seventy one.
1: Oh yeah, well um, yeah. Once everybody leaves, for yeah sure. once
0: yeah. That's when people start hearing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the stuff that people report hearing while they're there are seeing is there's shadow figures that quickly turn around when you approach them. They turn away and disappear. Uh, people say they see dark figures occasionally in the guard tower. In cell block 12, they hear some evil laughing. In cell block 6, there's a shadow figure in the cell block. In uh, cell block 4, they see ghostly faces, and then they hear strange sounds like disembodied footsteps, distant talking, and banging of cell doors which is interesting because in Ghost Adventures they had all three of those things happen.
1: Yeah, and every show, uh, there was another show too. Um, it was one of the first episodes of the one that Jack Osborne and Katrina did. Uh,
0: Portals to Hell? Portals Hell,
1: yeah. Portals of Hell, yeah. In, that, in that one, that's when uh, Jack was still really scared of stuff. So like anytime something was happening, he's like, oh, I'm out. Take off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's funny is that a lot of those shows do that still. It's like, True. I think it's funny. and I, I mean, you've heard the episode where... I we were in Silent Forty Nine and the growl came through the speaker I was holding. Right. You you, we played the audio. You heard how quick I was like, take it. How do you turn this off? Like, (laughs) it's one thing. Like, it's I think it's interesting because people always like there's people at work uh, that like to do jump scares like hide behind Mm -hmm. the wall and scare you as you walk around the corner. And they always make fun of me and they're like, "Oh, you're a ghost event. You're a ghost hunter." I'm like, "Yeah, but when I'm out, like." Doing an investigation. Asking for things to happen. I'm asking for things. I'm expecting. I'm wanting something to happen. When I'm walking around the corner to go to the locker room, I'm not expecting someone to jump out and scream at me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right.
1: It's an anticipation thing.
0: So I think it's funny when these guys on these TV shows, they're asking for something to happen. And when something happens, they're like, oh, my God. And they get freaked out. and yeah. It's like, but that's what you wanted.
1: But, Yeah. (laughs) It was funny because some of these old episodes like that, you could tell how old they are and how much people have progressed. It's pretty funny though when they get all scared and like, "I'm out!" Like, you got a show, man! How the hell? <laughs> right? How the hell are you doing this when you got a show?
0: I think it's I think it just adds to it, I guess, when people are watching it. Like, oh, they're scared. I want to be scared too. Like, ah, oh, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you get people when you go to Ghost, they they watch the shows and they're always. I'm sure you get hit up all the time too. People are like, "I want to take me on a ghost hunt." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll see what I can do
1: we're going to see what we can do.
0: But we are going to see what we're doing. We've got stuff in the works.
1: <laughs> but
0: we've, we've got some locations in mind. We're going to, later in the year, probably start renting places out and doing public investigations. So.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It is in the works.
1: But back to the torturing, real quick, before we get into the hauntings. You like um, being tortured, don't you? No, I hate the hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long did that go on until that stopped? Or did that go all the way to the 70s, too? Because I'm sure that had a... He deemed cruel and then
0: probably <laughs> it probably went up until that warden was let go and I don't know when that was I didn't see anything on that
1: didn't he he almost get like he got in a fight or something or like a riot broke out right where he was and
0: it's quite possible I didn't
1: because there was riots all the time this this prison I'm was sure crazy was. like during the 20s and 30s like it was probably like the craziest prison and like probably just death galore yeah. Like, that's when you had all the gangsters there going, yeah, Shane. Me. Gonna rob a Yeah.
0: Well, they did, Al Capone and Will Sutton.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, the most famous prisoner of all, I think it was in the 40s, it was the cat-murdering dog.
1: Cat-murdering dog? Yeah.
0: What? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear about this. There was a dog. He was roaming his... the streets killing cats? Yeah, pretty much. So
1: they locked him up? And yep. <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> what happened. I think it was inmate like C2559 or something like that. Uh, It was like the governor's dog and it apparently like killed the governor's wife's cat one night. And it was like her favorite cat. So they incarcerated the dog is what the story goes. And what they think actually happened was that the governor just donated the dog to the prison to boost morale. But yeah, there's a mugshot and everything online of this (laughs) made a whole dog. That's pretty funny though. That's pretty
1: funny. (laughs) There's a caricatured
0: dog. They called him the cat murdering dog.
1: Cat murdering dog.
0: That was the that was. Yeah, he got what he deserved. Watch out for that guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is probably the most famous prisoner. I didn't even know he was there.
0: Yeah. Damn. Well, he's that famous. (laughs) You should know these things.
1: I know, right? But like, I would think there would be shadow figures. Everywhere throughout that prison, not oh, just yeah. in that one location that you mentioned. I'm I'm sure there is yeah. like
0: the, in cell block six, um, is where they say they sh- they see the shadow figures. But I think, I mean, it's gonna be like any haunted place. You're gonna see them all over the
1: everywhere. Place. Yeah, it's not gonna just be hanging out there.
0: No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, just the footsteps. I, Aaron hears them when he's in his cell alone by himself. I know while they're recording they. Uh, actually, had on their audio, you hear like what it sounds like a cell door closing at one point. Oh yeah, there
1: was other shows where you could hear people talking just out of nowhere. Just yeah, they had that in Ghost Hunters so. too. Yeah, yeah. they're just Every in there and then that. all of a
0: sudden, just you hear voices talking
1: Mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, t- talking or a scream, a random scream. Yeah, yeah, that place I would like to go investigate. That would be fun.
0: Um, they also get like random EVP spikes in rooms where there's like no electricity too. There should be no. There's, like, no wiring or anything, so there's no reason.
1: So the EMFs
0: were all crazy. EMFs, yeah, yeah. right. Damn. Oh, you know, one thing I didn't mention about this place. This was, like, when it was built, it was kind of, like, state-of-the-art. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had, like, running faucets, like, water in their cells. They actually had a toilet, and I guess they were remotely flushed, like, twice a week by the guards. So, yeah, that's just gross. Like, you take a dump and twice it's there for... Twice a week? Yeah, twice a week. But Jeez. one of the cool things was, is actually, they had these pipes in the rooms that during the winter time they would run like really hot water through it to help like heat up the rooms. So they didn't get cold. Cause
1: Oh, I bet those were freezing cause they were all cement. cement.
0: Yeah. So remember the story earlier about the dude that charged the garden, beat him in his, his yard. Yeah. It was exercise yard. So in 1990s, there's a caretaker, a maintenance guy named Gary Johnson. And this is probably one of the most, uh, well known, occurrences of paranormal activity at Mm. the eastern state he was outside of cell block four this is where like i said the guard was beaten to death he's in the yard and they had these padlocks on there and he was like trying to clean up the padlock so he can kind of get the lock open yeah and while he was doing that he said he felt this force grip him so tight he was unable to move he said he felt really negative horrible energy explode out of the cell and that tormented faces appeared on the cell walls, and one of them was actually beckoning him and uh, beckoning him, telling him to come into the cell. Damn. Um, this this story, like I've read it on so many websites. They talked about it on Ghost Adventures. I'm sure they talked about it on some of the other paranormal shows. This is like this is like their most famous paranormal incident.
1: Well, a lot of people have their own experiences of getting touched in there too.
0: Yeah, there was the one girl on Ghost Adventures. One of the employees said, uh, she had two things that she talked about. One was like they're walking down the hall they're talking about getting food and they actually heard someone go, Mm, or something like that. Like, not like that, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're excited. they were talking about food. But then there was another room that they were in and she felt someone like grab her butt. Okay. Yep. And then there was some other guys that said they felt like, oh, she was talking about one dude that was like probably about as tall as me. And, you know, these cells, like you said, the doors were built small. The guy was walking out and he said it felt like someone grabbed the back of his head and pushed his head forward. And it hit his head on the, the ceiling as he's trying to walk out of the cell.
1: Oh, shit. I think I did hear about that. I remember that one. And then um, there's
0: people saying that they got their, like, their shoulders pinched and, and, and touched and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, there was one guy on another show that I watched who had a, he had a bald head. And he said he felt like a hand, hit, like, grabbed the back of his head.
0: So a lot of touching. If you want to get yeah. touched, go to Eastern State Penitentiary.
1: Yeah, that place seems like there's a lot of activity all the time there.
0: I'm sure there is. I mean, like we said, it was an active prison for 150 years. Um, it's still got stuff going on today. Um you... you Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it's it's open apparently seven days a week. This is according to their website, the um easternstate.org. Mm-hmm. There's tours going on seven days a week. They have daytime tours and nighttime tours. Uh, the nighttime tours are pretty much the same thing as the daytime tour. It's just at night. <laughs> um, they One of the things that they're really big on, um, I mean, there's you can do group tours. You can rent it out for private tours. I, there was a link for, like, school tours as well. If, like, people take the school kids there.
1: Yeah.
0: But one of the cool things I kind of want to go check out is called Halloween Nights. And I am assuming they do this in October. Um, oh, the night tours are only in the summertime. The day tours go, I believe, year round. But Halloween nights, uh, on their website, it says it's an immersive experience featuring five thrilling haunted houses. Uh, five. Yes. Nice. I mean this this place this is, is huge. Huge. It's ten acres, and so the haunted houses are spread throughout the place. Uh, one of them is called Delirium, and it's a three D haunted house. They have another one nice. called the Machine Shop. There's one called the Crypt. There's Big Top Terror and one called Nightmares. Um, Also, during Halloween nights, they offer historic tours. They have themed bars and lounges throughout the place. They have live entertainment. And the website also said, and many more surprises.
1: See, I would like to do that, but I'd also like to go in the summertime to do an investigation. Oh,
0: I would too. I didn't see anything about investigations on their website.
1: But Um, there's a lot of people that have investigated. I'm sure
0: we could find a way. Yeah. Like, just talk to the right people. But this is definitely a place I want to go visit.
1: Definitely, like this place, like you know, there's so much activity happening.
0: Oh yeah, so much, all over the place. I need to go. We need to go. Let's make it happen.
1: Hell yeah. Well, I mean, we went through that pretty quick. We didn't we, we did, yeah. But we need to investigate it, and then maybe if we do, we'll do another episode. We'll on get it. some real
0: EVPs to play for you. Hell yeah. But before we do that, go check our social medias EVP Pod at Facebook and Instagram. If you got a story you'd like to share with us about the Eastern State Penitentiary, or just anywhere that you've been or experiences, activities that's happened to you, email us evp.pod at gmail.com. Also, check out our stop affiliate link. If you're looking for ghost hunting gear, that's where we buy all of our awesome gear. And we're going to buy more, actually. And we're going to buy more, <laughs> yes. We've got a list, and one of these times we'll actually put up the list of things that we're looking into on Instagram. We'll like put we up a wish well. list. We'll put up our wish list, Hell yes. yeah. So you can donate to us on PayPal so we can... Buy some of the stuff.
1: All right, everybody. Go who don't play
0: that. Peace out, butterflies. Bye. This is the EVP Podcast.